Summer Challenge. Sheesh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Mark Summer Challenge. Today, we are in Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 34. Today's devotional is called Soils, Seeds, and Souls. It's July 6, 2022. All right? So, in this passage, Jesus uses parables. And uh, he explains the parable in verses 1 through 8. He says the purpose of a parable in verses 9 through 13. And then in verses 14 through 20, he gives the meaning of the parable. But first, the parable, verses 1 through 8. This is a sower who is scattering seeds all around. And right now, Jesus is, again, preaching to many, many people. And obviously, he's using illustrations that these people will understand. So he uses this illustration of a sower planting seeds. He's scattering seeds all around. And these people know that seeds will scatter to sometimes various places that will not grow the best. And this is the parable that he is using. Listeners know that seeds will eventually fall on various poor soils. And so Jesus explains the purpose of even using parables in verses 9 to 13. Here it is. Believers... Uh, they will hear these parables and the spiritual truth that Jesus is communicating will become clearer to them, clearer to believers. But to unbelievers, it will actually become more confusing to them. This is Jesus's judgment on unbelievers as he tells these parables because unbelievers, it will hide the truth from them and it will actually make it more confusing. But these parables are illustrating a, a, an important spiritual truth by uh, using uh, sometimes similes or metaphors. And in this case, it is a sower spreading seeds. Okay, now the meaning in verses 14 through 20. Verse 15, it shows one type of soil. This is the unresponsive roadside soil. This is the soil that having rejected the gospel so many times, their hearts have become hardened that the word does not penetrate any longer. Okay, so here's this sower. He's spreading seeds. The seeds represent the word of God being preached, and the soil is the hearts of those who hear the gospel preached to them. So here are the seeds, the word of God being preached, and the soil is how does the soil receive the word of God? How do people receive the gospel? And the first one is they are unresponsive to the gospel because they've rejected the gospel so many times, time after time, that their hearts have become hardened to it. Okay, so that's verse 15. Verses 16 through 17 show the superficial soil. So these are the ones that receive the gospel initially. Maybe they have an emotional response to the gospel and their feelings are pricked. But actually deep down inside, there is no roots of the gospel at all, and they become choked out and unresponsive as well. This is an emotional response at first. It seems genuine at first, but feelings are affected and the heart is not transformed. Okay, so you've got the unresponsive soil so far. You've got the superficial soil that looks good, but actually is not. And now we got in verses 18 through 19, the worldly soil. The worldly soil. So this is the soil that when seed begins to sprout, it actually, it looks good, just like the superficial soil. But then at the same time, a thorny weed grows alongside it and it begins to choke it out. So this is the person who is 
trying to live in both worlds. They're trying to love the word and they're also trying at the same time to hold on to the world and all the desires and temptations and pleasures of the world. And will that work? No, right? You can't love the world and the word at the same time. And so this soil that seems good at first eventually gets choked out by the world. It loves the world while trying to love the word and it will not work. And then in verse 20, we see the last soil, the only good soil. This is the receptive soil. They not only accept the gospel, but their hearts are transformed by the gospel. And we know that this soil is good because over time it produces real and lasting fruit. Real and lasting fruit from the true believer. Okay, so four types of soil. The first one was unresponsive. The second one was superficial. The third one was worldly. And the fourth one was good. And then moving on in our passage, verses 21 through 34, we're going to see the response of a genuine good soil. How do they respond to this? And some of the fruit that you might see from a real Christian, from good soil, receiving the gospel is first, they're going to be a light to others. So imagine this. He uses the the metaphor of a lamp being covered. Uh, You wouldn't light up a lamp and then put it under a bed and cover its light, right? That just doesn't make sense. And so the same thing is true with a Christian. If you're a real Christian and you received the, the light of the gospel, the glorious truth of the gospel, then your natural response, your natural desire is going to be to want to share that same light to others, right? If you receive this good news that saved your life, that saved your soul, then you're going to naturally want to spread that good news to others. It's commanded by us. It's commanded of us uh, by Jesus. And, uh, and so we would do that. Real Christians will share the light of the gospel. It also goes on to say, uh, it, it explains the parable of the seed, how a farmer plants the seed, but it has no power or control over how it grows, right? The farmer, all it could do is plant the seed, but can it make it grow? Does it have any power or control over how it actually grows? No, right? And the same is true with us. When we preach the gospel to others, when we share about Jesus Christ, all we can do is preach the gospel. And it is God who will grow that, who will grow the seed if he desires. He has full control over it. We have no control over it at all. And so we should walk confidently. We should preach the gospel confidently because we know that it is in God's hands. It is in his control. And the last thing we see in verses 30 to 34 is that we must, again, preach the gospel confidently. The task may seem overwhelming, right? To go out and to preach the gospel to unbelievers who may reject it. But Christ promises that the harvest eventually, though we may not see it now, will be plentiful. He is in control. He is sovereign over salvation. He is the only one that can save souls. And so we must trust in that. We must continue to preach the gospel, even though it may seem scary. And we must trust that if he chooses to save those whom we share the gospel with, then that'll be great. And if not, then we trust him. uh, And in the end, he is in control. Okay? So we saw four types of soil. The unresponsive soil, the uh, superficial soil, the worldly soil, and the good soil. 
Only one soil will get you into the kingdom of heaven. That's the only one that's going to go there. The others are fake and not genuine, right? And we saw the response of the good soil is that we will naturally want to preach the gospel to others, tell others about Jesus Christ. Uh, and we can do that confidently because Jesus, God, is the one that's in control, right? So we preach the gospel. Okay, I got three questions for you. Number one, what is the purpose of a parable? So we talked about that, right? What is the purpose of a parable? Number two, what soil would you identify with and why? Right? We got the unresponsive, the superficial, the worldly, and the good. And I want you to be honest and evaluate your faith. What soil would you identify with? And number three, why should you preach the gospel confidently? Now, we talked about all those reasons why we should preach confidently. Because God is in control. He is sovereign. The harvest will be plentiful. And we need to trust in him, right? So go ahead and answer those questions on our website. That is July 6th of the Mark Summer Challenge, Soils, Seeds, and Souls, Mark chapter 4, 1 through 34. And we got some more left in chapter 4. But until then, I'll see you tomorrow.